0: Praise the Lord, church. I'm going to wait till the, the young ones depart. But it's a pleasure to be here in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the Sabbath. Amen. And we're here to encourage each other, to lift up holy hands, to praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Brother Ellis was supposed to preach, but he said, because I'm departing, he's going to allow me to preach today so thank you brother Ellis and thank you all for allowing me the pleasure to speak one more time today on this Sabbath day also for sister and brother Andrews in the back very nice people in the back from Livingston we thank you all for coming off the boat (laughs) amen praise the Lord remember them in prayer um, their family and you know um, their daughter just went off to uh, college so that's a lot of prayer we need to pray amen Amen. We are all people in the house of God, different race, different looks, different accent, but we are united as one. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. And I am happy to be able to speak, to be able to just lift up the name of Jesus because that's all I'm here to do. That's all we're here to do. Amen. It's not about self. It's not about us, but it's about God. Amen.
1: Praise the name of the Lord. Brothers and sisters at Galena Park, just remember that you serve an awesome God. Amen. Powerful God. Big, wonderful God. He's always victorious. So if he is victorious and you're his child, you are victorious. Amen. Always watching over us. He never sleeps. A great, big, wonderful God. Amen. I'm going to miss you guys, but I know that God is still here with us. Wherever we may roam this earth, God is with us. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. That's why I got to sing about it, because he has done so much for me. Next month, the 27th of next month, will be four years that I survive a gunshot. Four years. And I'm here to testify about the goodness of God. Right on my chest. The bullet bruised. I testified about it. Bruised me, and I could have been dead, but I am alive, and I'm going to show forth the praises of the Lord. Because I am alive and well, and I can testify about the goodness of Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. The Bible says to call on the Lord, and he will answer. If you call on him, he will answer. What are you calling on today? He will answer, not in your time, but in his time. A delay is, is not a deterrent. A delayed blessing is not a deterrent. He is going to come out for you. Amen. Just receive and just believe it. So I'm going to preach on on just a short message. It's called hope in the Lord. Amen? Hope in the Lord. Hope in the Lord. And my foundation text is taken from Lamentations. Lamentations. Amen? Hope in the Lord. Lamentations. And I'll be just reading a few verses. Chapter 3, verse 21 to 25.
0: When it is phone, can someone say amen after Jeremiah? Lamentations. Is it phone? Praise the Lord.
1: I will be reading verse 21 to verse 25. Lamentations 3, 21 to 25. The word of God says, This I recall to my mind, therefore. This I recall to my mind, therefore, have I hope. Someone say hope. Hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope. Say hope again. In him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. Hallelujah. Father, this is your word. These few verses I pray, Lord, that you will use to glorify your name. And that as I speak on today, that you, O Father, will just touch me so that I can show forth the praises of you. And I can bring this word through your Holy Spirit. Touch souls and lives today. Here in this church, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah to God. So we understand that we must hope. Amen? Lamentations is is often called the weeping prophet, right? Jeremiah wrote the book of Lamentations, right? Lamentations is a book that is about the destruction of Jerusalem. To lament means to mourn, to sorrow, to have a... Deep passion to, 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 to grieve over something. And in the Hebrew, it meant, it said, how? And obviously, how can God allow destruction of Jerusalem to happen? That's why it starts out so in Lamentations chapter 1, verse 1 it says, How the, the city and the people that are full of the city, how is she talking into, about Jerusalem? Become as a widow. She that was great among the nations and the princes, among the providences. How is she? How did Jerusalem get to this point? This book was written through the prophet Jeremiah. And it basically contained five poetry letters. This is the book of Lamentations. Of how the condition of Jerusalem was that the city was destroyed by Babylon. The city that once reigned in the earth, that was supreme, that was over all the nations. The city that God loved, the people, the nation that God loved. In contrast to the destruction before, Jerusalem was magnificent in splendor. But now God allows the enemies to afflict Jerusalem. And I said allow because a lot of people say, hey, God, God did it. But God allows enemies to sometimes triumph over the church of God. Why does God allow people that we least expect to triumph over us? Or to seemingly triumph over us? But it's to get our attention sometimes. God chastised Judah. Judah fell into slavery. Judah fell into Adultery, spiritual adultery. Judah moved away from God and God sent the prophet Jeremiah to speak to to Judah, Jerusalem. And Jeremiah here pens in these scriptures, why God have you allowed, verse 3 of of chapter 1, Judah is gone into captivity because of affliction and because she dwelleth among the heathen. She findeth no rest. For her persecutors. But my focus today is not the destruction of Jerusalem or Judah or Israel. My focus is today, even although Jerusalem was destruct fell under the hands of Babylon and other heathen nations, they still had a hope and a trust in the Lord. Brothers and sisters, even when you go through adversaries and diverse manners of of people, even coming to David said they come to eat and kill my flesh. But the Bible says they shall stumble and fall, even in the midst of destruction. Even when God allows your enemies to afflict you, there is always hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. Lamentations chapter 3. That's why Jeremiah can say, he can say all this stuff. Jerusalem was desolate. Jerusalem saw the wrath of God. They saw the wrath of God, but also his wrath was faithful because he said, you know what? I'm going to do this to allow you to get my... I mean, you got to get my attention somewhere or another. So God, God allows things to happen in our life to get our attention. So he got their attention. And Jeremiah turned around and said, you know what? My hope is in the Lord. Chapter 3, verse 20. My soul have them still in remembrance and is humble in me. So he's, he's still humble even though he's discouraged. He's humbled. This I recall to my mind, therefore, hope have I. It is of the Lord's mercies. So he acknowledges that it's, it is, even though he faced the, the entire nation, faced destruction, it is of the Lord's mercies. It is of the Lord's mercies. In verse 23, they're new every morning, great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore, will I hope. In him, the Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. It is good that the man should both hope and quietly wait, verse 26, for the salvation of the Lord. So after you go through the destruction, after Jerusalem went through the destruction, Jeremiah the prophet said, hey, we are going to hope in the Lord. And we're not only going to hope, but we are going to wait on the Lord. That's why Hebrews 1, 11, 1 says that now faith is a substance. Meaning, when it says now faith is a substance of things hoped for, it means that now we speak in the, the present tense. It must be applied now. It must be applied today in a now situation at the present time. The consequence of the fact now faith is the substance of things. And we heard the word hoped for. Faith is about now, but hope. Is about tomorrow, what happens tomorrow. They are both two simple words, but they are linked together. Hope. That's why Paul can speak in Romans chapter 8, verse 24. Romans chapter 8, verse 24, Paul can say, For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. Uh oh. Hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he hope for? If you can see it, you can't hope for it because you can see it. Jerusalem, they were they were doomed, they but they hoped they expected, hey God, you're gonna still come up for us. So they could not see God coming up, but they hoped. With the expectation that God would have come out for them. Verse 25 of Romans 8 says, but if we hope for what we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. So there's a certainty that even though we cannot see the outcome, we know that our hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. And I'm talking about hope today. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. It says, I'll read from verse 18. That by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Verse 19, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, that's where we get the hymn from, both sure and steadfast. And which entereth into It's talking about Jesus Christ. But my focus is hope. Hope is anchored in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hope is steadfast, it is rooted, it is grounded in the Lord Jesus Christ. So going back to Lamentations, when these these Judah Israel, they lamented, they cried for their city. The city went into Babylonian captivity. Their city was turned to naught, to zero, to ashes. But they still looked up. Their head's still up. They still looked up in hope that knowing that, hey, the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is the same God that can deliver me today. We as the people of God must hope in the Lord that, hey, God, you're going to come out victorious for me. Hope is a feeling, a desire An expectation. Hope stretches past through stresses and true discouragement and true depression. Hope stretches into the future knowing that, hey, God is going to come out victorious for me. Psalm 37, Psalm 39, verse 7. A lot of people hoped. They hoped they had the faith in. In the Lord Jesus. The Bible says. In Psalm 39 verse 7. And now Lord. What wait I for. My hope. Is indeed. This is David speaking. Deliver me verse 8. From all my transgressions. Meaning my sins. And make me not the reproach. Of the foolish. David also hoped for the Lord. David also expected things to happen. Even though people came from every angle to tear up his flesh, he had a hope in Christ Jesus. What is your hope today? What is your hope this morning? The song says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. The psalmist says that in my distress I called upon the Lord. I'm talking about hope, the expectation that God is going to come true for me. Verse Psalm 18 says, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my strength, he in whom I trust. My buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. In the context, David was talking about God is his strength. I will call upon the name of the Lord who is worthy to be praised. That's why we come here to do praise the Lord. So shall I be saved from my enemies. David had a hope. He had a connection. He had an understanding. He had a relationship with God. Verse 6 says, in my distress, are you distressed this morning? I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He hath heard my voice out of his temple and my cry before him, even in the ears. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations also of the hills removed themselves and were shaken because of the wrath. Verse 19 says, Verse 7 says, he delivered me from the strong enemy and from them that hated me. Verse 9, he brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. God can deliver you if you follow after his footsteps. When you trust God, he comes out for you. We have to hope this morning in the Lord. We have to hope. That's what the Bible says. Don't go, don't, don't act like you don't have a hope, but you have a hope. We're in the Lord Jesus. Steadfast. Imagine Judah's case, Jerusalem's case. You in this, say Houston, you're in Houston. You see God forbid, you see Houston is left to rebels. And how can you how can you survive? So, picture Jerusalem, their city is destroyed. But in my affliction, I call on the name of the Lord. They hoped in the Lord. Psalm 121
0: It's a well
1: known Psalm. What does it say? I will lift up mine eyes. This is all in hope. This is David speaking. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. So when you go through the, the trials, don't look at the trials, but look up to God. My help cometh from the police. My help cometh from the president. No. My help cometh from the mayor. No. My help in, in our context in, in our context from Barbados, my help cometh in the Queen Elizabeth. No. My help cometh where? In in the, the Lord. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth They will not slumber. So he's not a God that sleeps. Behold, he that keepeth Israel, the same God that allowed the enemy to afflict Israel, the same God that allowed Judah to be destroyed, this is the same God that will keep Israel, hallelujah, from slumber. He that keepeth thee shall never slumber nor sleep. Verse 4 says, the Lord is thy keeper. So even although you're going through adversaries and diverse temptations, God is always your keeper. He keeps you, hallelujah, from falling. He can keep you from temptation. The Lord is your keeper. The God of Israel is your keeper. The the Lord is your shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. This is the promise if you have hope in God. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil, not some evil, all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forward, even forevermore. And that's where he can go on in Psalms 122. He goes on to say, I was glad, hallelujah, when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand with him. thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together. Even though Jerusalem got smitten, Jerusalem was still God's nation. Israel was still God's nation. That's why David can say, I was glad when they sent unto me, let's go into the house of the Lord. Even though he faced distress, he says, in my distress, I called upon the Lord. And he answered me. In your distress, you have to do the same. Galena Park. Call on the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's a strong tower. That's why I sang the song. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous running into it and there are saved. Glory be to God. I'm trying to hold my composure because I, I get excited about Jesus. About the Lord. He came out for Judah. He can come out for you today. Even although they lamented, they cried, and they mourned. Brothers and sisters, there's a period that we mourn, and we go through trials, we go through stresses, we go through difficulties in our life, and we mourn. But remember, after your mourning, he turns your mourning into dancing. Lifting my sorrow, I cannot stay silent. I must sing for the joy of the last scripture. After you mourn, there's a period to mourn, there's a period to lament. But get up in hope and rebuild. From the ashes, rebuild from the ashes. Look, look at look at look at New York City. They rebuild, and there's a tall tower there. They rebuild. What Judah, what Jerusalem, what Israel remembered, even though they went through, and they were afflicted, and they were murmured. They murmured, and also the enemies afflicted. God allowed the enemies to afflict them. But he said, you know what? I'm going to give, extend grace to you. Grace is provided. Even although you're in the ashes of sin, grace is provided. If you're the ashes of of the discouragement, grace is provided. God says, hey, come unto me, all you that labor on heavy laden. And I shall give you rest. I shall give you peace. I shall give you joy. I shall give you hope. Come and I will give you rest. I have a hope. I have a hope. You, as a Christian, must have a hope which burns in your heart. Hope in the what? Coming of the Lord Jesus. Oh, I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, it is rough. It is rugged. All, all, we don't. Have a, I don't even want to turn the news on. So much dis- dis- discouragement but we as the church of God have a hope that this too shall pass. This is not always going to be. God is coming through his son Jesus Christ. So when you go through the storms of life, when it seems like the Lord is, is, is allowing your enemies to smite you, rejoice in it. Knowing that, hey, the trying of my faith works patience. Hallelujah patience and when you go through it say the lord i just praise you because i know that the longest rope has its end the darkest storm there's a rainbow we were driving here and it was raining it was so stormy outside just now when we were coming here and then split second we, we, we it was dry on the other side then we got caught by the train but brothers and sisters, that's just to show you life throws different challenges at you, but it's not, it, does, it doesn't matter what it brings, it's how you face it. As they always say, to get the lemons and you make some lemonade. But brothers and sisters, I'm just telling you to hope, have a hope. And when you have a hope, you walk through the midst of the storm with your head up because you know that your hope is in the Lord. Hallelujah. So, when you're on your job, even when, you, when you're supposed to murmur and complain, hope in the Lord. Hope in the Lord. This story says it's a well known story. This little boy and his dad, um, this little boy was on a train, and the train seemed like it was going to crash. I don't know if you know this story. But the little boy was just, he, didn't, he was carefree. He walked in up through the aisles of the train. He didn't worry. And people was like, why are, you, why, are you, why are you not holding on? Why are you not worrying about? But the train, the train is going around. And it seemed like the train is going to crash because it was a high-speed train. But this little boy, I don't know how old he was. He was confident that the train was not going to crash. People could not understand until he said, hey, the driver of the train is my dad. And he knows that I'm by here. So my dad got this in control. I'm not worried. You're worrying, But my dad got it in control because I know the captain of the, of the, of the, of the train. I don't know if you call it the captain, the engineer. But he drives it. Amen. That's just to show you, brothers and sisters, you may be going through some rugged tracks right now. Train seems like it's going to derail. But all you gotta do is remember, my father drives the train, and he is gonna take care of me. Hallelujah! So don't worry. Even when you worry, it comes normal because this is the flesh. When it worry, even my wife gotta say, "Honey, remember the sermon. Don't worry. Worship God. Thank you for wives. They gotta remind you sometimes. Hey, the same sermons you preach, you gotta you gotta live it. Hallelujah! So brothers and sisters, hope as I close in the Lord. Remember, God has your back. According to young people, God got your back. He got everything in control. That's the attitude we are taking when we depart, these United States, back to Barbados. We have a hope that if God started the work, glory to God, he's able to complete it in my life. That's why I face the challenges with, with a bold face. I may look serious because it's the passion I have. That's why I walk in the storm knowing that God is my comforter. And he's a provider. Sometimes the worry comes, but I know he's a provider. Glory be to God. I feel the jump, man. God is in control. Don't worry about it, Galena Park. Don't worry about it. He got everything in control. So remember, when you go through diverse issues and temptations, God is with you. God is with you. We as the church of God have a hope beyond death. Knowing that Christ will one day raise us if we are dead in Christ. Colossians, I close with this scripture, chapter 1, verse 5. Colossians, chapter 1, verse 5. The word of God says, Let me read from verse 3. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which ye have to the saints, agape love, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven. Glory to God. Wherefore ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which is come unto you. Our hope is where?
0: In heaven. We praise the Lord because we
1: as a church, we as Christians, have a hope that one day Christ will come to this sinful earth and restore it that's why Paul expressed these words in 1 Corinthians 15 I'm sorry I said it was my last scripture 1 Corinthians 15:17 and if Christ Not raised, your faith is in vain. Ye are yet in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If it this life only, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all men most miserable. So what does do it say? If Christ is not raised, It don't make sense coming to church because your faith is in vain. It don't make sense talking about it because your faith is in vain. But verse ninety says, "If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are men most miserable." Meaning that it doesn't stop here; it goes beyond. I've met a friend. Well. A friend of, a friend of mine he's, he's, he's an atheist and he's, he used to go to church and he said he don't believe in, in God anymore. Well if you don't believe in God, I'm sorry you have no hope. but if you believe that Jesus is the Christ and that God raised Jesus from the dead, you have a hope. I'm off to Jerusalem of now I'm talking about in this practical life, If you believe that Jesus was raised from the dead, you have a hope in Christ. Hallelujah. Hope in the coming of the Lord. So when atheists even buzz in your ears and tell you there is no God, you'll be able to be steadfast in hope, steadfast in assurance, steadfast in confidence that, hey, I can't see, but I see through the eyes of faith that my inheritance is heavenly. Hallelujah. And one day it will come. Jesus the Christ will come. Hallelujah. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. That's why, I'm, that's why we're going back to Barbados. That's why, because we see the work. We see the mission. God is leading us. He's going to lead you in other places you don't expect. But brothers and sisters, the Bible says that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. And when he orders you, he gives you, he equips you, he puts everything there. Hallelujah to the most high God. And your hope is in the Lord. That's my message. Hope, Galena Park, even though you don't see us again, hope that we all will see each other in the kingdom of God. Hope in the coming of of the Lord. That's why we don't stress about, we don't worry about it. Hope is in the Lord. That even when your loved ones perish, don't don't, don't mourn that you don't have a hope, but mourn that know that one day you're going to see them face to face when Jesus bursts those clouds of glory. Hallelujah. Oh, when the saints go marching in, I want to be in that number. And that's why I'm passionate about the mission. That's why at 30 years old, I said, Lord, I gave my life to you. And God will continue to grow your. He's going to continue to grow you in faith. He's going to continue to grow you in hope that on that blessed appearance, we are going to make it in. We're going to make it in. We're going to make it. And is, is that your hope today? Is that your desire? I know we, we live busy lives. We, we live busy jobs. And in America, I find you just work to pay bills. But one day, you don't got to worry about bills because you're going to have a mansion. Hallelujah. You're going to have room enough. You don't have to worry about Xfinity bill coming at you, Comcast. What else? What all these other Reliance Spring uh, boosts all these bills? But there's a hope that I ain't going to got no more bills. Hallelujah. I'm going to have my own part of the kingdom. Every one of us. If we are faithful. That's why our God is able. And that's why we can sing. We have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure while the billows roll. That's why your hope is in, in the Lord. That's why I sing. I, I can't help it, brothers and sisters. When we sing unto God, sing like we have a hope. Hallelujah, like we mean business. Hallelujah, like we know God is coming back again. Hallelujah, and we know that he indeed is with us. Amen? God bless you all. Even when if you don't see us again, let's all make it our first priority to make it into the kingdom of God. Heavenly Father, I thank you for being able to minister here at Galena Park for the few months that my family here at this church we saw love in this church may this love a gap in love brotherly love continue lord god even if we don't see each other on this part of the earth may lord we we try our utmost best to see each other in the kingdom coming i pray for every member of this church every visitor every stranger lord that you oh father would touch them and help them to have a hope not one that can be seen, but a hope unseen through the eyes of faith. That, oh, even though they sometimes feel to give up, that they will see the prize and they will continue to walk the walk. I pray for every, oh God, person that may be battered and bruised and depressed, that you will comfort them. Those that mourn, you will comfort them. And Lord, that you will keep us, even though we go through rough seas and temptations. Let us remember, like the little boy on the train, that old even the train may seem to derail. He was totally confident. Hallelujah! Confident that everything was in control because he understood that his father knew that he was on board. Help us as children of your, your kingdom to remember that you are on board the trials and the ship of Zion. And to hold on steadfast. In hope, unwavering, in faith, believing with the confident expectation that even though it may be destruction this, this on every hand, just like Jerusalem, you are going to restore all things you're going to make new. We praise you and we thank you for your coming and your kingdom. Give us that faith that will not shrink. In no other name but in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.